0: You're listening to Spoken Bride, a podcast for Catholic brides and newlyweds chasing authentic love and divine romance. I'm your host, Andy Compton. Hi there, and thank you so much for joining me at Spoken Bride, a podcast inviting Catholic brides and newlyweds into the sacred and the real. I'm your host, Andy Compton. One of the most overlooked aspects of women's health is our fertility. From a very young age, many of us have absorbed the message that there's something wrong with our fertility and that it must be turned off except for the culturally acceptable times to have a baby. It's not even really questioned. It's just expected, I guess, that we'll use some kind of medicine or a device to prevent pregnancy for most of our fertile years. But there's nothing wrong with us. As Catholics, we believe that our fertility and our cycles are good because God made them. They're a gift to us. And they can actually provide us with a lot of useful information about what's going on inside of our bodies. So this episode is an introduction to natural family planning, typically called NFP among its users. We'll cover what it is and isn't, and give you an overview of a few popular methods. So I'd like to introduce you to my guest, Bridget Busacker, founder of Managing Your Fertility, a one-stop shop of NFP resources for women and couples. She's on a mission to fuse the science of fertility awareness-based methods also known as FABMs, and Theology of the Body into the Everyday Practice of Natural Family Planning, and she's passionate about women's health and sex education that promotes the dignity of the human person by integrating a holistic approach to self-knowledge of the body. So I'm so glad you're here with me today, Bridget.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Andy. I'm excited to be with you.
0: Of course. You are so knowledgeable when it comes to NFP and all all the different things that come along with it. So let's dive in. I think the most important question that we have is, Bridget, what is NFP and why does charting even matter?
1: Great question. So to start us off, NFP, natural family planning, is terminology that is given by the Roman Catholic Church. So there's no scientific difference between fertility awareness-based methods and NFP when you hear that language um, thrown around and those terminologies thrown around. It's a terminology choice. So the Roman Catholic Church refers to Fertility Awareness-Based Methods, FABMs, as Natural Family Planning, NFP, because the Catholic Church is really wanting to expand on the theological implications of use for a Catholic couple in their marriage. So what I mean by that is that the Catholic Church is really looking to expand upon the fact that we're physical and spiritual beings, and so they're wanting to see that integration of... Theology of the body and understanding who we are um, on a physical level and a spiritual level, and then integrating that science of a woman charting her cycle, a couple charting the woman's cycle together to better understand how they can space out pregnancies, determine underlying issues, and to be able just to overall have a, a good sense of health and wellness and not shutting down the reproductive health system and impacting negatively the hormones of a woman's body and cycle. And to go back a little bit, in 1972, the National Institute of Child Health and Human Development and the Human Life Foundation co-sponsored an international conference for natural family planning, and they wanted to get NFP experts from around the world in attendance. And this is where the the definitions that you'll often hear of different methods come together, hormonal-only mucus only, and symptothermal methods. And underneath each of those methods, there are different practitioners and organizations who can teach you and help you to learn a particular method that best fits with your lifestyle, your cycle, your body, your needs, and your desires. So natural family planning is really all about helping a couple um, understanding, and a woman, understanding daily observations of signs and symptoms of the menstrual cycle to guide the timing of intercourse according to the desire to avoid or achieve pregnancy. And the for um, the World Health Organization provides an official definition that NFP is the naturally occurring physiological manifestation of fertile and infertile phases of the menstrual cycle. So fertility awareness based methods are a way to track fertile and infertile times during the reproductive cycle. And it's based on daily observations, temperature, cervical mucus, hormonal changes, and those fluctuate each cycle. So during fertile times, abstinence is practiced to avoid pregnancy if you're married and determining, you know, that aspect of responsible parenthood and child child spacing, you know, are you open having another child? Is God calling you to have another child or not? And um, there are no barrier methods used. So um, any type of uh, birth control or contraceptive is not used with fertility awareness based methods. So to get to your second point, why does charting matter? It's so important for a woman married or single or engaged to understand how her body works. This is true empowerment, this is true feminism, is actually understanding how your body works, understanding the data of your own personal body, and being able to advocate for what you need to be able to feel great about your body. Not only just feeling great about it from a body image perspective, but physi- physiologically and physically, knowing that you feel good, you're healthy, you're taking care of yourself, And you're really making sure that you're addressing any hormonal needs that you have that might be negatively impacting your everyday life. So this might be uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome. This might be endometriosis. This might be other underlying issues that could be impacting infertility that you need to be tested for and better understand and learn yourself. So this isn't just something for married couples, which I think is sometimes the challenge of the terminology NFP. And so you might be seeing more and more, and we're starting to see the surge more of language of NFP also being referred to as fertility awareness. awareness, to be able to encompass and engage in conversations with women who aren't married or newly engaged, who are realizing that they want to learn how their bodies work. And so this isn't exclusive to married couples. This is actually a practice that goes beyond a a marriage and can also help a woman to better understand herself, her body, and how God made her to be. Absolutely. So with... With the methods, I I think it's just helpful. I mentioned hormonal only, mucus only, symptothermal, just to give a high level overview. And this is where you can learn more and pick a specific method by going to the website, Managing Your Fertility, where we lay out more specific information. So if you're looking to find a practitioner, you can do that. But um, let's just give a breakdown and so that listeners, you have an understand of what we're talking about. And so if you're learning a method or you are just beginning the process of research or you're currently using one of these, we're all on the same page together. So hormonal only method is what detects production of key fertility hormones with daily at-home urine tests with an electronic fertility monitor and cross-checking it with daily cervical mucus observations so mucus only is a method that teaches users how to observe biomarkers during the phases of the menstrual cycle specifically through observing and charting changes in the color and consistency of cervical mucus and then symptothermal is the method based on observations of cervical fluid basal body temperature and sometimes biological signs so you're looking at changes in the cervix and um, that just helps i think for all of us to have a better framework of the different types and within those methods there are different organizations And practitioners who can help you learn a particular method, for example, you might hear about the Creighton method, which is mucus only, or Marquette method, which is hormonal only, or Symptothermal is, or Couple to Couple League, those are both Symptothermal methods, and there's many more. And that's just helpful, I think, to recognize and remember there are options for you that you don't have to just pick one or get stuck in one, that you can have the opportunity to explore and be able to figure out what best fits you and your body.
0: Absolutely. And it can change too, within the seasons of life. I know I've changed methods just depending where we were. I needed something different for postpartum than when we were originally married and something else now and it's okay.
1: Absolutely. I'm in the same boat. I think at this point, you know, I'm on, I've done symptothermal mucus only, and now I'm on hormonal only. And within those, I've switched around a little bit just to try to find what best fits my season of life and what my body's doing, which is super normal. It's very normal. And that's something we can get into a little bit more um, is just, you know, you know, you don't want to get stuck in one method or you might feel like it, as if you're listening right now, like I'm stuck in one method, what do I do? And I think it's important for women and for couples to know that it's very normal to shift methods as your body ages and changes and your cycle changes. And there are a lot of factors that go into this, you know, hormone changes, Andy, like you mentioned, postpartum, um, aging, which is good and normal. Although I think we get these mixed messages as women that to age is a really bad thing, but we should be working with our bodies, um, lifestyle changes. If you have a job change, um, you know, your kids, their schedules, travel, It's really important to assess, as a single woman and as a couple, how the method's working and to be really honest with yourself. You know, if the method's not working, that's okay. You know, it might mean, you know, that you are not working with the best practitioner within the method you choose. As an example, you might be learning Creighton and you really like Creighton, but something's not making sense. So the first step is to talk to your practitioner and be super honest about what's not making sense. And to talk through that and make sure that you're feeling heard and understood so that you feel successful in the charting process. Because if you're in the gray space or you have questions and it's just not working, that's not good. They're, They're there to help you. And you should never at any point feel embarrassed or ashamed for asking questions like you're learning and they're the experts. Their job is to help you and to make you feel successful in understanding your chart. And if you find in the process, this practitioner just isn't the best fit for me. It's okay. You can find somebody else. Like there, there should be no hard feelings. It's not a bad breakup. It's just finding someone that fits best for you. And that's what they want for you too. Any practitioner wants you to feel successful and feel like the communication back and forth is strong and is making sense. And at that point, if you find that you're understanding it's making sense, but the method just isn't clicking for you, it's okay to realize it's not your practitioner. It's not, you know, it's not really the method. It's just not the method for you. It doesn't mean that it's a bad method for everybody. But then it's time to find a new method and to explore that and research to say, okay, what might be a better fit for me? What might be a better fit for my lifestyle? Maybe you found that you're switching jobs or you work a night shift. And so symptothermal just doesn't really make sense because... You have a wonky sleep schedule, and you can't take your temperature consistently, and there are just different factors at play. So those are a lot of the different questions that we try to address on the website and just creating more dialogue um, in this space because it's something that's really common, and a lot of women and couples struggle with thinking that they shouldn't have to switch methods that you just kind of like – bear down and get through it. And that's really not what any practitioner wants and no method wants. They want you to feel successful. I want you to feel successful. I know other practitioners feel the same because it's just, it's something that it's so personal to you, to your life. And you should feel successful in this because this is something also that you may have to take to your doctor and advocate for your health. And you may have to ask particular questions. And so if you're not understanding your charts and your doctor isn't understanding it, that can feel really, um, really hard and almost feel like you're stuck in a cycle of just, you know, missing things and your knowledge isn't really strong enough. And unfortunately in the medical world, doctors aren't being trained in natural family planning and fertility awareness-based methods. So that's a challenge in and of itself. So we're having to be advocates for our own health. So in order to do that, you need to understand and own your charts and know that it's super normal and it's good to ask questions and to switch around if you need to That's not um, you showing a lack of commitment or that NFP isn't for you. There is a method for you. And that doesn't mean that it won't have its challenges, but it's possible to learn a method and feel successful in it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I I think that NFP also helps with communication, not just if you're married between your spouse, but between you and your doctor, where you can speak up and say, hey. I have an issue, and that's not easy for everyone. We all have different personalities. For some people, it's no problem to bring it up, but for others, it's all right. I got to step out of my shell, my comfort zone, and I need to speak up about something that's affecting me, so I can get the correct treatment for my issue and not have it just be swept under the rug. You know?
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that's a really um, good point too. That just you know, it's hard depending on your personality, your relationship with your doctor, you know, your temperament. You might be like, okay, I. I'm really nervous to speak out with my doctor and having all these questions, you know? So I think having that, um, that knowledge of your body and just the courage you need to be able to be in that doctor's office and engage and advocate for what you need. And also like by having that strong relationship with your practitioner that can help you in building that strong relationship with a health professional, because they are a health professional and they're working to help you be successful and can give you tools that you need as well to ask your doctor for things that you need. If it's a hormonal panel or blood testing that, um, needs to be done or, um, anything, I don't, you know, an ultrasound for something, you know, just to be able to learn that language and to have that support. Um, it's so important to work with a practitioner and I'm talking specifically an NFP practitioner because to try to DIY NFP is never a good idea. Um, it's really, really important to work with someone so that you have that advocacy on that back end and the, who, the individual who really understands that method. And obviously, you know, as you become more comfortable in your method, you may not be relying on them continually and having, meetings all the time. But to have those follow ups and to know that person's in your corner is so helpful, especially if you find, you know, you're in a position, you and your doctor aren't clicking, or you are, you know, moving and you find a new OBGYN. And they're not super open to this idea to know you've got someone in your corner in this arena of health. is really critical. And it really does make a difference in giving you the courage to know you can speak up, you can advocate this is real, this is real science, this isn't some gimmick. This isn't something that the Catholic church just blindfolded and like picked out of a hat and decided, yeah, this is the thing we're going to have couples learn and understand because it's, um, it's so much more and so much more thought out and beautifully integrated into our faith and into science, because we really need both to live this out beautifully and successfully, you know, and I think everyone has their own definition of success when it comes to NFP and, and that's okay.
0: Absolutely. That's perfect. So I also want to get into that. (laughs) The idea that NFP is not the equivalent of Catholic birth control. I feel like that kind of gets thrown out a lot of the times. Like it's so much more than that. Can you,
1: can you dive into that a little Yeah, for sure. So this is something that I hear a lot of. And on a lot of websites, I see, you know, NFP is natural birth control, or it's the opposite of birth control. It's not, it doesn't even fit within the realm of birth control. And that's something we need to bring back to the framework of conversation, and not focus so hard on the science or so hard on theology, which is oftentimes what I've been seeing, and really why I'm so passionate about this integration, because um, yes, there, this is real science. There are many studies. There are doctors right now and practitioners right now who are working hard in labs and in, in the research and, and determining, you know, how does this work? What needs to be fine tuned and fixed? But there's also this element of understanding our body and the spiritual reality that our bodies speak to so beautifully that John Paul II really um, reiterates so beautifully in his work, Theology of the Body, and stemming from the encyclical Humanae Vitae, explaining, you know, why is birth control problematic? But I think you know we have to understand that NFP is not just birth control, and it's not the Catholic form. It's it's beyond birth control, you know, it's about responsible parenthood, which Humanae Vitae touches on that, you know, as a couple, you're working as a team, and you're working with God and being open to the possibility of life. And if you find that certain circumstances or situations or grave reasons that you have, that you need to um, abstain, that's a team effort. That's not simply taking a pill or putting on a condom and shutting a system down or shutting down the opportunity for life. You know, it's rooting out lust. It's challenging spouses to be a team. Like I said, you know, you're putting you're putting all this effort in together. You're not just putting it on the woman to make the decisions, which is, you know, <laughs> it's just so frustrating to, to see that. And we need to call it out and talk about it because it's not natural to shut down a woman's reproductive system with hormonal birth control. And it's not okay to have to, you know, put decision-making solely on the woman when this should be a team effort and needs to be a team effort. Um, And it's, you know, healthy, obviously, for a woman to learn her body. So that is a beautiful aspect of this, you know, it is very natural in that way. And it's really working with the body. And it's the ultimate virtue builder. I mean, really, truly, it's challenging spouses to truly understand and learn through action and practice what it means to love selflessly. You're not just going on autopilot and deciding to take a pill or have an IUD inserted or put a condom on every time you're going to have sex. You're really having to make an active choice, which I think to someone who's engaged, I know for me, it sounded like a bummer. Like, oh my gosh, we have to have all these conversations. It's going to be so hard. It's ended up being awesome in our marriage and it can be hard. There absolutely are hard seasons. And that's another aspect of this. We have to acknowledge that, you know, NFP is not about control. It's about openness. It's about the ability to abstain or achieve. Um, but it, ultimately it's that openness to God to say, okay, Lord, like I'm asking you to be a part of my life. I'm, I'm saying yes to generations if that's your will. And that's a radical way to live. And so to continue to keep reemphasizing, you know, it's natural birth control. No, we need to get out of this realm of control. You know, now there's uh, obviously, yes, there's the aspect of responsibility. Of course, we're, we need to be responsible. We need to be discerning. And we need to be thoughtful in our family life and in our marriage, of course, but we have to let go of this idea of total and complete control because that's not up to us. And that can sound really scary, (laughs) but we need to rework this framework that we've created because we're, we're pitching it in a way to, I think, sell individuals on this idea that it's natural birth control. And then if someone ends up, you know, pregnant sooner than they expected, there's a frustration because it's like, I thought I could control my body. I thought I was controlling my fertility. No, you're not controlling your fertility. It's an ultimate choice of surrender and choosing God to be a part of your marriage. But obviously, yes, you can choose to abstain and do it successfully with this method. But this is a part of a much bigger conversation. And to put NFP into this tiny little box, I mean, it's like living in black and white versus technicolor. And we're we're called to live in technicolor. We're called to live by, you know, by the Holy Spirit. And so this is really the integration to see and learn your body. It's a tool, the science aspect. And then this other aspect, this practice is really about helping you get to heaven. That's, that's the, the understanding in this theology of the body is really, you know, what are our bodies revealing to us about the divine? And what is that saying to us? And so I think, you know, we have to get into this understanding of babies and bonding, which I think some people, you know, cringe to hear that, but it is true is to remember that it's, it's both. It doesn't mean you have to have a baby every time you have sex. No, but you have to remember that there's the possibility of life and bonding is good to have like close intimacy and to have sex with your spouse is a very good and beautiful thing. And that's an aspect we also need to be willing to talk about and to share and not just talk about how NFP improves communication. It can, but NFP can also be really hard. And so we have to be honest about those nuances and creating space for those conversations for individuals to have and to ask those questions because I think to tell someone it's natural birth control or that it improves communication or it's honeymoon sex. Every time we're selling it short, we're not even giving a glimpse of like the beautiful reality of what NFP is. And this life is about sacrifice and suffering sometimes. And that's really hard because the last thing we want to think about is to have that as part of our bedroom life and a part of our sex life. But you know, to be willing to explore what that means is a really powerful journey and an experience for each couple. And we need to create these spaces in order to do that so we can talk about it, so we can share, so we can learn more, so we can switch methods if we need to, so we can have community and find couples that we feel comfortable talking about NFP with so that we really find that we're not alone. Because that is, I think, One of the biggest struggles couples find is, okay, I thought it was Catholic birth control, or I thought this was like a more natural form of birth control. It's not, it's hard. And now I feel alone. Like, where do I go next? And so these are just a lot of the moving pieces within this conversation that we need to continue having. And I think we're starting to see that in the Catholic world, but we need to keep having it happen. We need to keep encouraging it because couples should never feel like they're alone and anger and and bitter. And I think a lot of that bitterness, honestly, around NFP stems from this fact that we pitch it as natural birth control or that it's super great and awesome. And so when a couple finds out that, you know, it's not really working well for them or it's hard or sex is really painful and they think, oh, none of this should be a part of it. Well, we're physical beings. Sex can be painful and that's not normal. It's good to get help for that. That doesn't mean you're abnormal or something's wrong with you but that it's possible to have like good and awesome sex. That's great. And then, you know, the other aspects of feeling, you know, like this method is hard. Like that can be a reality and that does stink and it is hard. And we need to be willing to acknowledge that, that there are seasons when sometimes it's the worst, it can feel like the absolute worst. But when we, um, when we look back um, it's harder to say that when you're in it, but I know in in seasons where it's been harder for, for my husband and I, you look back and you're like, there was a lot of fruit there. There was a lot of goodness coming from that. But it took a lot of conversation and reaching out to another trusted couple and talking about it and feeling like we had that support and creating that support. And so there are a lot of aspects to that that I'm starting to jump into. That could probably be a whole other podcast episode. (laughs) But, um, you know, these are just things that we need to be willing to be open about so that, you know, someone listening, they're engaged and they're nervous about it. It's okay. It's okay. But, you know, that doesn't mean NFP isn't for you or it's not possible to do this or that it's always going to be hard. It might not be hard at all for you. And that's amazing. And you might find that it's a little hard and rocky as you start out and it gets better. And that's amazing, too. Everybody is so different and every couple is so different and every story is so different. And that's good. That doesn't mean that one is better than the other. Exactly. And we can acknowledge,
0: too, that life is just so messy. It's mm-hmm. not perfect. can put things Into these perfect little neat boxes, like we just can't place ourselves, and it's so hard too when we come in with all these expectations of what it's going to be. I find that God likes to shatter all of mine. Anytime I have (laughs) some kind of an expectation, something completely opposite comes for, comes out of it. But like you said, there's always a fruit that comes from it, something I would have never expected, a way that I would have never expected to grow.
1: You know, absolutely. Oh, it's so true, and I think that can be said with you know. NFP, it can be said with when you're first married, you know, like, there's so many great articles that you guys have on the website, unspoken bride and just addressing like different things that, you know, for some, for some brides, you know, they might not feel anxiety at all about NFP and for others, they're absolutely petrified. And that's okay. Both of those situations are okay. There's no, like you said, there's no perfect box and what you have to fit in, in order for you to do marriage, right? There's no one right way of NFP. There's no run one right way to have a family. There's no one right way to live out your married life, your sex life. And that's important for us to talk about as Catholics. Like we need to be okay and honest, not just being like, oh, our intimacy. Like we're talking about sex. So let's be honest about it and talk about it, obviously with respect to our spouses and to treat it with dignity and respect because it is beautiful. It is wonderful. And we need to be remembering that it is sacred. It is good. Um, But we also have like, we need to create spaces that allow us to feel safe and to feel comfortable to ask questions when something isn't working well, or it is really hard or something is really, you know, physically painful or spiritually, emotionally painful, mentally painful. Like there's so many different things that we're coming into using NFP as individuals, as two individuals coming in, especially in, in married life. You know to be able to share in this with you're coming with your your brokenness your wounds your hurts and sometimes those can come out in different ways in the practice of nfp and that doesn't mean you're doing it wrong you know more often than not that's an opportunity for healing that you're needing and that's so good and that's so beautiful oh
0: yes so beautifully said and bridget your website is actually a fantastic resource for people that are getting married for just anyone looking into nfp for the first time So how can managing your fertility help someone who's getting married?
1: Managing your fertility is really the space to help you navigate the various methods and to help you find what you're looking for by being able to shop. So it's like an online shop in the sense that I mean that you can compare and contrast the different... Three different methods we talked about: hormonal only, mucus only, symptothermal. Provide you with breakdown of the apps, additional resources if you need additional um, organizations you want to check into, books, podcasts, um, articles to learn more. I also include research and link to different places where you can find some quality research available if you're someone that really wants to see the data and really wants to better understand. And you know, if you're questioning like this is this cannot be real, um, I have the research there too. But I also really like to give an overview of the cycle, like how should my cycle. Um, What what should it look like? Obviously, every woman is different. There's no one one perfect way for your cycle But you know to call out any of those concerns that you might have um, any challenges that you might have so that you know What you need to be thinking about when you need to talk to your practitioner or your doctor about Um, But it's really meant to just be a really easily Accessible space for you to find the the methods that you need at a high level so that you're able to understand. Okay Here's what I'm looking for. Here's my lifestyle. I'm better, um, wanting to know, um, you know, if this is going to fit with what I do with how I work, you know, if I'm in the postpartum phase or not. And something that I'll be adding in there is also that cost aspect to be able to give a general breakdown, you know, how much is each method? Because to say NFP is virtually free is not true. There is a cost related to it. And it depends on the method that you, um, choose. And that doesn't mean it will not be affordable. It can be affordable, but it's important, I think, to go into that and recognize like you are paying for for expertise, you're paying for someone to work with you and and to help you in this process, is it as expensive and crazy um, as a doctor's visit is? No. But, you, you know, you want to be aware, you know, specifically what I'm speaking to is with the mucus only, you know, you're probably buying fertility strips, like the progesterone strips or LH strips or a monitor. Um, and so there are different aspects with hormonal only that you need that are going to be more expensive than the central method or the mucus-only method. And so just to be able to, to different, differentiate those methods and see what you're looking for, I try to create that in a really clean and easy way so that um, users have what they need. And I work with users to put together focus groups and to gain feedback and to make sure that the material is relevant and it's not totally lacking in an area that's really needed for conversation.
0: That's fantastic. And also, I really like the, the information on cycles. For our preteen and teenage girls. Like share this information with your daughters. Like yes. give them the gift that we didn't have. Yes. That's it's that's so real. My, that's where I'm at in my life now. I didn't learn any of this until I was about, I think, nineteen, twenty years old. And now that my daughters are just about that age, this is what we're talking about. And I'm trying to give them this gift of of knowledge and empowerment. So please, please share this, share this with
1: your girls. Yeah, this website is, I don't have it designed for young women. It's really meant for 18 plus, but that being said, that was partly due to the fact that, you know, that's, that's a whole content creation in and of itself. And there are others doing that. And I definitely link to those organizations, but this is a great space to do the, like the one-on-one, the basics. So that's not to say I don't want young women looking at it. They absolutely can, but it for sure helps to have that, you know, your mom or your aunt, or your grandma, whoever that person might be as your guardian to go through and say, okay, let's talk about this. Let's go over this. And it's, you know, in a pretty easy format. So that as you're beginning to learn about that and wanting to share that with, you know, your young daughter or the young women in your life, it's like, okay, what does that look like? And how can I talk about this? And there are great organizations who create age appropriate content, like teen star to be able to work with teens and creating content that makes sense that, you know, is respectful of their age and their emotional intelligence too, because I think that's an aspect to this Mm -hmm. to just focus on sex education. Like, you know, truly like putting the condom on the banana. I have so many women who say that was like their sex ed experience, you know, this is going beyond, sex. Like this is looking at and saying, who am I? How is my body created? How do I respect my body? And what does that look like as I get older and as I learn more? And I think this is a really great way for young women and, you know, women in college, if you're just learning this to start charting and to do that, Health is my most recommended for just starting to learn your cycle and charting. They have a great app they're affordable. They're really easy. They have a lot of online training options available so that you can easily access the information. The content is really clear. They have great practitioners to work with. They help you link up with um, doctors in your area if you, if you have one. But, you know, now we're in this phase of telemedicine, which is growing now because of COVID-19. So that really helps, too, to be able to work with someone if you need it. Um, and so that's, I think, a space, too, to remember that, like, this isn't just for married women, this is starting at a younger age. This is the revolution of women's healthcare, and starting with our, with young women in our lives, with college age women, you know, whether you're single, engaged or married to learn how your body works. This is, this is the emerging new feminism that actually respects the woman's body and isn't just saying, shut it down. It's bad. We're not little men. We're not, we are, we are women and we should be able to be as such and respecting our bodies is the first place to start.
0: Absolutely. That was so, so beautiful. All right, now my fun question for every guest. What do you hope to be the patron saint of?
1: Honestly, just given my passion for women's health, <laughs> probably probably like patron saint of women's health and NFP, I think, you know, for, my, for all my work that I'm doing. Not for like perfect use, but just for like that intercession to like find the right practitioner. I think that's what I'd <laughs> see myself as, finding, helping you up there in heaven, helping you find the right person. <laughs> That
0: is awesome. I love that. Like a St. Anthony for... Yeah, a Saint An- I'm the
1: St. Anthony for NFP. I don't know. That sounds a little cocky coming out of my mouth, but that's that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I love
0: it. Thank you so much for, for all of our listeners for spending time with us today. And a big thank you so much, so much, Bridget, for being here with me today and sharing why natural family planning is important, why charting matters, and where we can find more information about the various methods of NFP. So if you'd like for to know more me. about... Of course, if you'd like to learn more about managing your fertility, please visit Bridget's site, www.managingyourfertility.com, and be sure to follow us on Instagram at Spoken Bride. God bless you.